Welcome to Philanthropy Today, a podcast about the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. Together, we'll learn about the goals of the GMCF and the work of its staff, board members, and trustees. You'll hear about the GMCF's affiliate partners throughout North Central Kansas, and we'll also explore the efforts of area nonprofit agencies, their staff, and volunteers. Now, here's your host of Philanthropy Today, Dave Lewis. Philanthropy Today is going to be focusing here for a while on some great folks that are in the Manhattan area as we talk about the CFAs, the Community Foundation Awards that will be coming up on March 20th and Director of Philanthropy at the GMCF, Mitzi Richards, is joining me on the podcast today. And Mitzi, we, we, we've got a mutual friend in our studios today and, and, and just approach listeners to our guest with a very open mind because you never know what this man's going to say. That's what makes it such a blast to be but here with you. But know you know what? The filter's not broken today. Okay. Well, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Keith Westerville to Blueville Nursery is in our studio. Keith, a delight to have you here. It's, fun. it's always fun with both of you. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. It's the yeah. first time that, well, it's the second time that Mitzi and I have done one of these. But the first one to include you. Perfect. The red letter day. Well, today we're going to be focusing on two other colors, blue as in Blueville Nursery and green as in the GMCF and Grow Green with Match Day coming up. And, mm -hmm. and Mitzi Keith has just a tremendous background and family history in philanthropy. And uh, let's visit with him about that. Yeah. Tell us, Keith. You tell, have... tell us everything you wanted to know. Well... We've got some limits on our time with you today, but you really do have a pretty exciting story. Well, first of all, I was blessed to have two great parents. And we can't always choose our parents, but I had a very loving mother named Dorothy that was a people person. I might have got a little bit of that personality for her. And I had a father named Daryl that was more of an introvert, but very high IQ. And so I was very blessed to have both of them. It's kind of strange. They both came to K-State. My dad did two years at Butler County, came to K-State. Um, the big thing to do at that time was to sit around City Park and watch all the college girls rock around City Park. And he found this young lady named Dorothy, who was my mother, who was in the Clovey house. And he found that her name was Fox. So he knew the Foxes from Burden, so he... He put together a little plot map of all the foxes and went and found my mother, found Bill Fox, her father, and said, you have a daughter named Dorothy. And that's how he found my mother in Burden, Kansas. Well, she just happened to come around the house at that time with curlers in her hair going on another date. So dad said, game on. So <laughs> he was ready to go. So uh, he, he actually came to K-State and lived in a trailer park just west of Griffith Field, where that parking lot is, called Mom and Pop's Trailer Court. And the only rule you had at Mom and Pop's Trailer Court, it was $100 a month, but you couldn't have girls in your trailer. So there was a few rules. But anyway, he came up here in 1958 to become a dairy farmer, dairy husbandry. And he was on the dairy judging team. And the famous dairy judging team did really well. He had his picture in Call Hall. But when he was in college, he went from a college to a university. So during that time, Kansas State College went to Kansas State University. 
So then he started working for this guy named Marlon Scott, who owned Blueville Nursery, which had started in 1935. And he negotiated with Marlon Scott for 75 cents an hour from 50 because he knew how to drive a tractor. So he was, he was in tall cotton at that time. So he got all done with his dear husband degree, and Marlon said, I'll pay for your master's in ornamental horticulture if you want to get your MS degree. And so he did his MS degree, got ornamental horticulture, served two years in Little Rock, Arkansas, in the Army, where they bought Blueville Nursery through the mail. And they did it all through the mail, and he paid $7,500 for Blueville, which he financed 5000 of it at 5% interest in 1962. So he bought it in February of 62. This guy named Keith sitting here showed up in September of 62. So I don't know if I was a celebration baby or whatever, but I was... Which I, was more costly? Uh, probably me. Probably me. But I don't know. February to September is about nine months. But anyway, maybe I was a celebration baby. But So they bought it, and you know, Dad's idea, he knew that he could pay off that extra $5,000 by trimming up the shrubs or in the field and he could, then mom took a truck and dad took a truck and we sold to other nurseries in Kansas at that time. Stuff that he dug every night, he dug 10 or 20 plants. By the weekend, we'd have two truckloads. We had a Volkswagen bus. We were in high, tall cotton with this Volkswagen bus. So Volkswagen used to have, instead of the Beatles, they used to have a one that was a truck, Volkswagen truck. And so we, the story my dad tells me, we had a full load of trees and we were just getting to the Flint Hills and. Uh, we had a giant bang went in the back tire blown out on the blown out on the Volkswagen button. I was about four years old, so my job was to hold the hubcap. Well, I took the lug nuts off, and as we took the lug nuts off, he looked over, and I was throwing those lug nuts into the tall, <laughs> tall Flint Hills. He said, we found about three of the lug nuts, and we took them off the other wheels to get to the next town. He said, I wanted to be mad at you, but you were a young man, and you were fascinated by tossing things at that time, and so... He said, I couldn't be mad at him. But anyway, that's how he paved the nursery. And then uh, it was over there on Rosencutter Road. And Skyview Theater was there. There was a movie theater there. And then about 1970, 68, 69, 70, somewhere in that range, they moved out to where it is currently. The original nursery was on five acres, which was Dan Russell's great-grandparents' land. They had about five acres right down the driveway. And then... Dixie and Tom Roberts, everybody know Dixie and Tom Roberts were in town. They owned 25 acres west of us. They had retired, came back to Manhattan, and Tom had a sod farm down there. So we bought that 25 acres, and then the where the garden store since now was Rex and Shirley Stone, and he was a baby doctor. Shirley's still alive up in Meadowlark Hills, a feisty as ever. Uh, you know, Pat Hartman's now died. Uh, Shirley, Shirley Stone's now in charge of Meadowlark Hills. She's kind of taken over the thing, but Shirley's pretty cool. She's a neat lady. And so we bought that 10 acres to the west of there. So there's about 40 acres out there at Blueville right now. The tagline was, we're two and a half miles west of West Loop Shopping Center. So now it's, we're a quarter mile past Scenic Drive. And so we've grown. And so in 1971, we become a sub-S corporation, which allowed employees to buy into Blueville. And we now have 14 shareholders plus myself, so a total of 15 shareholders that own stock. So most likely that guy in your yard 
maybe a shareholder of Blueville Nursery. And it's really worked well for, we're now in our 60th year of the garden store. So, so that's, I guess it's easy to do because I was born in 62 and dad bought it in 1962. So, but what mom and dad have always been is really a very generous couple to the community. And that was kind of modeled to me. And it made it really fun to, to be able to give to people and they give back. My mom was a, a real, uh, 4-H leader. Uh, she, of course, she was a horticulture leader in 4-H with a natural fit and took several teams to national. Greg Eyestone, I was on a team, and then Greg Eyestone was on one of her national teams that she took back to wherever the nationals were held at that time. So she was always a type that gave back quite a bit. My dad was a county commissioner for three terms. Uh, that was his way of giving back. So what I'm saying, this was all modeled to me to give back, not only financially, but to give back of your time. And sometimes your time is more valuable than your money. It's easier to write a check and give money, but it's a little harder to give your time. So I, I'd like to give back of my time. I've had the honor of being on the Chamber of Commerce board for, I don't know, I did seven terms, and then Lucy Williams became chairman, and I took over her three terms. I think I did about 10, 10 years on that term. Um, the Cat Backers Association of Manhattan is Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte ran that for 10 years now. I've taken that over. Uh, we have an event tonight that has 135 people coming to hear climb and talk. I'm not sure how we're going to get everybody fit into there, but it's, it's really my goal is within three years, we're doing the same as give away $100,000 through Manhattan Cat Backers. And I know we can do it because we've got a golf tournament that Brad Streeter's running right now, and he's doing really good with that. And, and that's, again, we're giving away money that we raise through our events back to the community. And I'm a believer we should give some to Mike Hearn Fund, but we should give some to the band, to the classic cast, to the cheerleaders. That's all part of that atmosphere of K-State Athletics. So I'm not only doing it through Blueville, we're doing it through the Catbackers and some of the other clubs that we're involved in. It's just, it's fun to give money away and see people take that money and really do something special with it. And it's, there's a multiplying factor when you give $200 to somebody. They take it and they give that money away to somebody else or use it in an association to help people. And that's makes your heart feel good. Congratulations, by the way, on being a finalist in that the business philanthropy category for the CFAs coming up uh, on April 20th. That says a lot about the history of Blueville as you've, you know, been raised in it, you know, with your, with your parents. How do you continue that legacy through the people that uh, are your shareholders, your employees? I think a lot of that's modeling it to them. And the fun part of my job now is my 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 general manager has been with me, Dustin's daughter, for 25 years. I actually got to hire him when I came back to Blueville. And I think, you know, people, they don't watch what you say. They watch what you do. And so I try to model that to those guys and make them aware. A lot of decisions, major decisions that we're making at Blueville right now are for the next generation. We always say you plant a tree, not for this generation, you plant for the next generation. And so I've, I've, my dad was more of a micromanager in Blueville. I'm more of a macromanager, which means that I'm going to delegate and forget about it and let them do it the way they want to, and they can learn from that. And I go, 
they may not do it the way you want it, but they get it done. And so that's it's been a pretty good honor to watch Dustin, who I hired, Jade, who runs my maintenance division, Derek Funk, who runs Operation. I hired all these guys. And to watch them grow up and develop, now they were single guys, now they have families and kids. And that's the fun part of my job is that mentoring. And mentoring is a big part of my job right now is to really step back and, and give these guys advice and so they don't make the same mistakes that I made. And part of that's the giving part of it, too. They know that they have the ability to approve a donation, too, if they got a worthy cause. We just approved one for the, uh, the Fort Riley Spouses Club, and I went to the military affairs, and they were talking about it, so I took my business card and gave it $300. Somebody in our association had already given them $50. I said, well, just if we're going to give that, give them the difference between the two. So somebody had already made that decision without me, and I think that's cool when they start taking that that ownership and and been a big part of it too is we if we have customers that are involved with associations and they send us a letter and we see their name on there, we want to help them out because they've been good to us. They've been good customers. Actually, they they paid the bills, and so we want to give back to those associations. That's kind of what I've modeled those younger employees, and it's. You know, the fun part's watching those guys grow and develop and mature and, and become good adults. You know, Mitzi, one of the wonderful things about interviewing Keith Westervelt is that you don't really have an opportunity to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you shared with him some of the questions that we had uh, uh, pre-planned, but, uh, you know, there's, um, uh, he's just able to, to, to share all these wonderful things and... Uh, I appreciate it makes our that. job easier. It sure does. So much, um, you know, such a rich history. And not only the history, Keith, that you bring from your family and, and the business and how it's grown, but I so much appreciate how you look to the future, how you are forward thinking and you have this abundance mindset that things, once you delegate and give your employees your, I mean, they're the co-owners. Um, the opportunity to grow. Is there anything that strikes you as most meaningful in the community when there is there a, a cause or a mission that uh, tugs at your heart or represents uh, Blueville more than others? That's a tough question. I know the answer. So, you do? I do. Help me. It's in honor of your mother with the Cancer Research yes. Center. Uh-huh. Yes. Kansas well, I was State University. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and I think so. You most of you knew my mother. She was kind of the the little lady, the garden sort of loved everybody unconditionally. Uh, you just don't ask her for a discount because she didn't like to give discounts. But but she she died of breast cancer September thirteenth of of nineteen ninety nine, and I can remember that morning. I went in there and we were having a football game, and I was talking to her, and her mind was outstanding, but she was she was freezing to death. And cancer is pretty evil because it shuts down your organs. I could tell she was shutting down, and but her mind was still very thing. So what we've done is the geranium cell that we do every year, we give proceeds back to the cancer research, which I know is dear to Dave's heart too. And that's a way of giving back. They got a really cool director. Um, Coach Minnie's wife got me crowded into her thing this year, and she's, mm-hmm. so she's fighting some breast cancer too. So that cancer thing is not selective. It's, it gets everybody. Uh, we all, those are just cells growing out of abnormally and, and your time to get cancer, it happens. And it's, but 
one way of honoring mine, and then we do a paint day. We wear everything paint and then put t-shirts on that say in honor of Dorothy Westervelt. So that's that's pretty dear to my heart. She was, you know, kids tend to migrate to one parent or the other. I always I migrated to my mother. Uh, my brother always migrated to my dad, and it was a mindset a little bit. He, my dad's analytical, and my brother's analytical. My mom and I were personal. We, I guess. One of these days, I'm going to write a book called My Relationship Driven Life and tell about all the relationships that have influenced my life. And that's what I told my kids. I said, one thing you got to remember, live a relationship driven life. Build relationships, strong relationships, and it'll get you. You never know when that relationship will come back to help you. Somebody will say something good about you. But there's just been lots of things that I've done in my life that the relationship that I build, I see that person 10 years from now. That relationship that, you know, country stampede. I, I met the guy that recruited Larry Bird to Indiana State. Like, really? But that was by giving a cigar and saying, you're a big tall guy. I got to know who you are. <laughs> it was fun. And so I got to know him, and he's in L.A., and he, he said, yeah, I was responsible for recruiting Larry Bird to Indiana State. He went to Indiana, didn't like it. Went to, so it was pretty cool. There just, are just lots of things that, that I, I take a lot of fun to get to know the student athletes at k-state they're just really cool kids their backgrounds where they came from many grew up without a father and many came from really tough but they've got an opportunity to be a student athlete and get to know those kids and and they're going to class and playing three ball games a week i can't imagine how hard it is and so you know that's that's Something my mom instilled in me that relationships are above. No, she was a Norman Vincent Peale person, the power of positive thinking. And she'd always read those little books to me uh, and would, would talk about, you know, she'd say, you know, that, that word attitude, it has that one letter in the middle and it's an I. Well, if you spell out attitude, it does, it has I. And so, you know, your your response to be positive or negative, it has a lot to do with you. And I always say in every negative, there's always a little positive in there. Try to look for the positive in a negative situation and learn from that. And my mom died was sad, but the legacy she left was pretty amazing. Yeah, she is. She is. Yeah. Well, we'll see. And all you got to do is put a lot of things down. And my wife thinks, them, you know, she's always waiting in the car for me because I've got three more people to talk to. <laughs> and uh, at least she doesn't honk the horn, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a new book coming out, a Blueville book. Yeah, my daughter, my daughter was a school teacher, a sixth grade teacher, and, and had some opportunity to have lots of cool kids. And she started out in Junction City and learned a lot about kids there and then came over to Theodore Roosevelt. And then when they built the, the sixth grade center, they moved. She became a sixth grade teacher where they did pods, and she did that. But I kind of challenged her. She was sitting around off in the summer, and I said, can you interview my father and get the history of Blueville written down in a book? And she did that, and uh, we just finished it up. I've been working on her. She had a baby, and she got occupied with the baby. But I said, can we get the fonts the right size so an old guy like me can read them? And so we, she we have our in, priorities. Yeah, she came in the other day and, and we got all the fonts. We added a few pictures and rearranged it. And it's now 
gone to publish. And, and my goal is to, to get the former shareholders of Blueville a copy of that book, maybe signed by my dad, because it is his legacy. Uh, he's made seven or eight millionaires in Manhattan, which is pretty cool, by giving us share ownership in Blueville. And then get a cliff note, one for his kids coming into Blueville that are just starting to work. So they know that it didn't get to $9 million company overnight. This is where we came from. And they can read that history, and it'll be a little condensed version. And so they'll appreciate working at Blueville and, and uh, a little bit more to know a little bit of history. And that, that would be some requiring reading material that they'll have to sign out. We're not going to give out a personnel manual. I'd like them to read that, but most times they just sign it. But they get to read this book, and they get a sign-off that they've read the book. So... This is where it came from. And there's a lot of current shareholders that don't know where it came from. So my current shareholders, we did three books, but we'll get more if we need them. But it, it has a whole history of that. My dad has, a, has sat down and done the history of his life, and which is pretty cool, going all the way back from when he grew up all the way till he adds to it every year. And it's pretty cool. He's, he's a, my dad's not a verbal guy. He's more of, I'm going to write it down, and this time I'm going to communicate. But he's an extremely good writer. And uh, I was the dairy judging team he came to K-State on was Doc Norton. Doc Norton was a famous dairy judging coach. And and uh, and so that's that's how he got to K-State. But it's just, it's really cool that, you you know, don't get to choose your parents, but I was lucky to get the right parents. And, and I could tell from their parents, you know, I had, I learned to cuss from my grandpa when we left the door open. I didn't know that a fly would have all those names. <laughs> <laughs> you left the screen door open, but my grandma knew how to cook. Uh, she cooked the bacon, then she cooked the eggs in the bacon. And I'll tell you what, eggs uh, fried in bacon grease is probably the best thing you can have. So, yeah, it is. And then get the cream right from the cow and take that off and put it on your oatmeal. She knew how to do it, but grandma was one of those people that when you had a chicken, she'd call for the neck of the chicken because nobody else would eat the neck. She knew that's what she could have. So it's a, but you know, it's generational. Uh, I try to instill in my kids the need to give back. And we've got some very giving kids that, that they need to give back. And, and start, first it starts with your church. If you're involved with the church, you try to give 10% back to God. And because you've been blessed. And I told these guys earlier, is that timber center net or gross? I asked my pastor once and he said, Huh, that's a good question. He said, if it's net, it should be gross. So but but it's I give to Caesar what Caesar, you know, but it's that's the that's the start of it. Start of that giving is is when you're young in church sitting there and the offering plate comes by, you put a little bit on there and put some in the offering plate. And that's how it was kind of modeled and then it kind of grows from there. The habit of giving, yes, yeah. And, and the bottom line is, if you're blessed, you should bless others. And we're all blessed in a different way, but if you're blessed, I'm blessed with, with being very successful and making some money. It also gets you a lot more responsibility in your life, and a lot more people are asking for money, but that's okay. I mean, and my wife and I will sit down to the end of the year and determine how much money we're going to give. and we we sometimes get more but there's little things like the christian college we were doing the landscaping at the christian college 
and there's a wall they have there and and kevin said we don't have enough money for that wall i said you do now because i'm going to give it to you i'm going to give the money to blue because if you don't do it now kevin you'll never do it you'll not have the wall and then the soil will be coming down todd up at mccain auditorium couldn't afford the sitting rocks and I just said, okay, we'll run those for Blueville, and Sherry and I'll give you the sitting rocks from a can auditorium. So there's different ways of giving. I mean, it's not always money. It's something they can't afford in the project that you can write the check for. So a lot of people think, well, you just write the check for a cause. You are kind of in a different way. And I, I love what they do at McCain. Todd does a really nice job. And he that landscape he put on there they they did a beautiful landscape on the front of mccain auditorium it did it did and so it's just there's little things of of doing that i mean there's little things that pop up like fort scott golf team the guys need some money for that so you write a check to that so they're just every once in a while but again it goes back to the relationships you developed and those relationships people feel comfortable asking you for money and i don't have a problem saying no but People are sometimes scared to ask because they don't know the reaction they're going to get. But I don't. I'm I'm a giant fundraiser. I have no trouble asking people for money. I work, I'm working with Jordan Rodriguez, the big tall guy that worked with K State. There's the million dollar tournament with former basketball players from K State. I'm helping him raise money for that because I want to win that thing with K State players. And it's, Jordan's reached out to me and said we need to start talking about this. So we've got some fundraisers lined up to that so the guys can come in and and we got Jacob pulling in last year and we went down and said Wichita State again and and I need some young legs we have old legs so I've I've been working on these guys with the reunion the ones that have young legs to come back and are in shape we can have the old guys but we need young guys so there's just there's just lots of little things you can get involved in and so I not only give money I ask people for money so it, I don't have a problem with that. Well, Keith, you have a wonderful legacy that you have continued. I know that your mother would be extremely proud of the work that uh, you and uh, uh, the folks at Blueville Nursery have done over the years. And, and let's put Sherry's name in there as well. And I suppose your dad would probably put up with you, too. He'd be pretty proud of you and everything else that you continue well, to you do. Know, that, generation, that generation is a production-driven generation. They're not producing. You're not really going to get a compliment positive from that generation. <laughs> Probably some of the best compliments I've ever got, got from my father when he's talking to somebody else about me. And I don't care how I get it. I'll sit there and take that compliment. Even if it's got to go secondhand through another person. And, but he's always been a very generous man, a very giving man. Uh, not a real verbal man that's going to talk. Real dry wit, sense of humor. But... This uh, the legacy that he's built by believing in people is enough to be said. And I he's he's going to turn eighty nine um, April twenty eighth. So in if I do my math right, he's a nineteen. He said he's a nineteen thirty five model. And my goal is to find a nineteen thirty five truck, nineteen thirty three truck when Blueville started and put it in a parade and put modern day uh -huh. landscaping on there. So we're looking for a night. If you know of a 1933 model truck, call me. And we'll plant it blue and put modern-day landscape. And then my dad's still driving. We'll let him drive in the parade. It'll be fun. But uh, this, is, this thing was started in 33 in Manhattan. So it's been around a long time. 
It's changed a lot of lives, and, and we, we say we got a couple taglines we use at Blueville. The one that we use most is beautifying your neighborhood one yard at a time. And then my father's tagline is we're people with a sense of humus. <laughs> so humus is organic matter. That's kind of a play on words for humor. But we're people with a sense of humus. So we have fun while we're doing at Blueville. And being part of the community makes it a lot of fun for Blueville. We have a lot of fun just being part of the community, and that's why I like to give back. Sometimes a sense of humility, too. Yes. Yeah. Keith yeah. Westerville, congratulations Thank on uh, on the honor of being a philanthropy, uh, philanth business philanthropy. I don't know if I can spell that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm struggling on say it, yeah. so spelling may be a little bit we more difficult. We can just say giver. Give back. Right. Yeah. Giver. Giver. A man about relationships. A relationship-driven life. Don't be taking my title anymore. <laughs> That's my title. Well, and my, my goal is to have Bill Snyder write the, the foreword in it. Because I call him the legend. And the legend truly believes in relationships. He's Not pretty about cool. That. Keith, thanks for joining us today. Congratulations and best wishes and, and for everything else that you do. Thank you. Yeah, I'm blessed. Thanks. We'll see you at the CFAs. It's on my calendar. Keep up with Philanthropy Today by following or subscribing to our podcast on your favorite apps. To learn more about the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation, visit our website at mcfks.org. Philanthropy Today is produced by Ad AdAstraCast. Follow us online at AdAstraCast.com.